you want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. Fuck, do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bank busts think they're a good deal. Dude. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to the Drunk Wrestling History Show, formerly known as 205 Jive and Drink Up. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. I'm drunk, I'm old, I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. And this is Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. Scott's not impressed. No. Uh-oh. No. No, he doesn't like it. I don't like the AI thing. Like yeah. that's being lazy, dude. Well, you should have paid a voice actor to have done it for you, not <laughs> fucking AI. Oh, dude, if you'd said that a, a while ago, but the season's going to be up soon, so it's pointless now. But I could have gotten someone to do it on Cameo. Oh shit, that would have been awesome, right? Wouldn't that have been great? I get like fucking uh, I don't know, like Tajiri or someone. CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> You think about oh it, God. like, what, $500 for a minute video? Divide that by 52 or 40, 40, 47 weeks worth of episodes. Well, just a, a quick, year. totally worth it. Just a quick look at Cameo. Here's a few that would um, actually be appropriate. Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Woo. Kurt Angle. Um, I can't. Well, it's not letting me uh, swipe it. I'm on the iPad. It's not letting me swipe it. The other ones on there are Mick Foley, Bret Hart, Mandy Rose, uh, Tori Wilson, and the great Kali. Uh, <laughs> Kali would be hmm. the way to go. We're not talking about killing anybody, so Kali doesn't make sense. I wonder what Kali costs, dude. Oh, I went to the thing. I can get um, Shotzi's 200 bucks. That's not oh, bad. That, yeah, it doesn't seem bad. It's kind of not bad. Oh, dude. All right. I yeah. <laughs> Don't spoil it if you got an idea. I've got one, and if we do, if I end up doing another one of these, I've got it picked out because it's the perfect uh, person. Um, Listeners, if you buy a shirt, that goes towards Eddie's cameo fund. Honestly, dude, um, it would take th- three and a half shirts to cover it. Come on, guys. Um, Come on. Based on that's that's um, and that's based on what we get paid per shirt. You know what I mean. Like it's Dude, not three it, and a half shirts. That's nothing. Yeah, it's a really good one, and uh, I'll just give you a clue. It's an it's an announcer, which that's who you want doing it. Totally right. Come on, three and a half shirts in what two months? Do it. Come on, <laughs> listeners. Do it. Be- you need to head shirt. over to whatamaneuver.net. Get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies so that Eddie can have a voice or have someone give an awesome voice in place of Eddie. You could do that by heading to whatamaneuver.net and buy a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. I wonder if Mike Adamley's on there. He'd be a good one. 
Oh, he'd fuck it up, dude. <laughs> I know that's gonna be so great about it. Yeah, <laughs> he'd call you Eddie Harvey. Did you watch the, the American Gladiators documentary yet, Scott? No, not yet, dude. Uh, dude we haven't had a chance, but it's all like literally, it's the next thing we're watching. It took me a minute to realize Mike Adamley is all over it. Like I'm yeah. like I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm like I'm like why do I recognize that guy? I must recognize him from watching American Gladiators back in the day. But then suddenly it hit me. I was like, it's fucking Mike Adamley. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great documentary. If anybody didn't watch, like if anyone's too young to have watched it or whatever, like Adam, you would have been really young when it was on TV. It was the greatest. Oh, I freaking love that show. I just, the only uh, name I remembered was Larry Zonka because that's a cool Uh, name. Zonka. Zonka, yeah. Yeah. A football player, right? Yeah, he played football. From the Miami Dolphins. Zonka, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Um, the, The undefeated Miami Dolphins. It was like the best yeah. thing on TV and they compare it to wrestling a lot in the documentary, but it was so great because they bring in these amateurs to go go up against these gladi- gladiators in these sports. But these gladiators are basically professionals at it. You know what I mean? Like if you do the joust, you do the joust all the time. So you're way more experienced. The gladiators were huge. They were bodybuilders, but they were like athletic bodybuilders. Like, right. They look like Ultimate Warrior, but they're athletes. You know what I mean? Ultimate Warrior wouldn't have cut it as a gladiator. Right. So, no way. No yeah, way. Yeah, they're like naturally athletic some of them were football players um they do these f- events all the time and they're all on fucking steroids it was like <laughs> so and then they're beating the fuck out of regular people it was fantastic <laughs> it was the greatest thing in history so anybody who's never watched it uh check it out on on um netflix the american gladiators night- documentary we go watch night- it running man minus the killing yeah right <laughs> nitro turbo malibu ice blaze and Laser and Blazer <laughs> and Franz Stalinovskovich Davidovinsky. And by the way, Ice <laughs> now is hotter than she was back then. How is that even possible? I don't know. You would think it'd be completely impossible. She's like way hotter now than she was 30 years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. That's just, yeah, 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 yeah. Great documentary. Well, I'll drink to that. By the yeah. way, how's drink that for ice. a segue? What do you got to drink? Uh, I am drinking a Bud Light. Michelada. What's well, a Bud Light Chilada? But it's a Michelada. So if anyone doesn't know what a Michelada is, it's like shitty beer with like clamato and like lime juice and shit in it. Lime. Yeah. Pepper. I think it might have like tahini or something. Um, it's a very strange flavor, but it's really good. And I'm sticking with the uh, tried and true, Adam. Los Guerreros. Ooh, it's talking back. Did you hear that? Thinks it's yep. so tough now. I already drank you, motherfucker. Los Guerreros, <laughs> highly recommended. I, I'm on location. I found some Barbie and Swoon, <laughs> Barbie pink lemonade. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, because that what, is great. Didn't Barbie whip Oppenheimer's ass in the box office this weekend? Yeah, I think it like doubled it, doubled nice. the Oppenheimer. Yeah, and well, it was twice the- as good. Uh, I'm not surprised that it's just awesome. Take, take we live that, in a Barbie world. Take mm-hmm. that freaking IMAX budget. It was a killer movie, dude. I <laughs> yeah. love the fucking Barbie movie so much. Oh, Oppenheimer was great too, but I loved Barbie. Uh, but also to accompany that, uh, I'm up, I'm up in Portland, Oregon, and I've got a Voodoo Donut from oh, the famous yeah. Voodoo Donuts, baby. Oh, that's so awesome. Who are you gonna do a Voodoo on? Hmm. 
our roast target. <laughs> no, not on our roast target, but <laughs> no, you want to be of... alive by the roast. That's true. That's true. Adam, you didn't get the uh, the cock and balls from Voodoo, or were they sold out? Oh, I think I have to check. Uh, it, <laughs> it it is on the menu. I didn't get that the other day, but there's maybe a... I have to do a special order or something. There's like a dick oh, donut. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, is it called uh, cock so, and balls? Called cock and balls. So I went there in 2015, a uh, business trip to Portland with a coworker of mine, mm-hmm. and we made it a point to go to Voodoo. And so he and I each brought back a dozen, and I specifically got the cock and balls to bring home to Shannon. You got a dozen cock and balls? Well, not or... a dozen of them. No, I got a bunch oh, of different okay. flavors, but, but yeah, just the cock and sure balls that was, was one, one of, of them. them. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so you've had no, in your house. Favorite... A... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. A dick. A dick donut, yes. Dick donut has been in my house. Well, With I was gonna say dick balls. donut and a uh, dick donut and a dick bomb have both been in your house. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the dick bomb, Eddie. And I'm leaning black, leaning back, pleased with myself. Yeah, <laughs> you're so you're so satisfied with your uh, I'll, I'll, with your results. I'll tweet a link to dick bombs so people <laughs> people know what what was delivered to your house and opened. Yeah, in your I'm kitchen. so happy that my young child was in the room when I fucking set it off. And she starts to pick up the dick confetti off the floor, and she's uh, like, "Oh look, little dog bones." And I'm like, she, "Yep, that's what it is." <laughs> you son of a bitch. She was like eight, right? This is yeah. like five, seven like or eight. Se- yeah, like seven, something like that. Yeah. They're so lazy. These dog bones are only half, <laughs> but they're well, so you know colorful. What? Uh, you know what? That's actually um, that's very much related to the episode we're doing because that was a harmless prank. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Good segue. Well yeah, done. Right. For this week's episode, we just want to point out that we don't necessarily like bullying and shouldn't put someone down just for the sake of entertainment, unless it's Ryback. But for this particular <laughs> episode. We're going to point out moments that present the fact that JBL is a bully. Motherfucker. <laughs> well, watch what you say, dude. You don't want him to come fucking knock you out. <laughs> I'm a regular Joey Styles. He ain't going to touch me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically the gist of it. And that's what I'm naming the episode. JBL is a bully because uh, there's not a better way to put it. Um, and this has been known for years. Um, we've heard about it, I mean, for a long time. Like, when, when was the first time you became aware of this, Scott? Because it's probably the same time most people did. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was, I think when The Miz, when he was bullying The Miz around, I think was the first time I had really heard about it. Okay. And then I think it all came to a head with uh, Ronaldo. That, uh, that was, was kind definitely of like... The end of it, almost, right? That was sort of he, the end of it, and I think that's only the end of it because he hasn't really been around much since then. I don't, exactly. I don't think anyone yeah. went and how to talk to him. I think he had a much higher status in the company than Mora Ronaldo did, and it's just, you know, right. it is what it is if you're um, if you're sitting in front of a dinosaur. And um, <laughs> I didn't think that was – yeah, that's definitely where it came to a head. I first heard of it after the meanie situation, but okay. we'll get into it. Um, we've got a bunch of uh, examples, so uh, if anyone doesn't believe us or has heard JBL's side of the story, um, and I'm gonna get, I'm, I, I want to be fair and put his explanation out there. 
But um, JBL's a, I could have also named the episode JBL's a fucking punk. <laughs> yeah, kinda, right? Because he kind of is, right? Um, so I think part of why the situation was allowed to uh, fester, I guess you could say, because JBL was one of Vince's guys, and he was also one of JR's guys. And JR doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's like, oh, yeah, go ahead and fuck with people. It's cool. Because, you know, JR was fucked with. But yeah. JR's also going to look the other way because he's not going to, you know, he's not going to fuck with talent that Vince likes or anything yep. like that. Um, You know, I'm sure JBL got or I'm sure uh, JR was put in tough situations all the time between talent and Vince. But so we talked about this before on the um, APA versus Public Enemy episode. JBL was one of Vince McMahon's enforcers. So if right. someone did something Vince didn't like they had to face the wrath of JBL. Vince would send JBL out to straighten them out. And it was yep. done on a bunch of occasions. And in that particular episode, you can go back and listen to it. He and Ron Simmons were told to just beat the fuck out of public enemy. They're a pain in the ass. They're getting fired tomorrow. Go out there and teach them a fucking lesson and send them home looking like shit. Yep. And that's exactly what they did. They were his enforcers. Even Bubba Ray backed that up. He said, if Vince wanted to fuck you up, he was going to send either JBL and Ron Simmons Mm-hmm. As the APA, yeah. or individually, last one would have been Bob Holly. Spark right. Plug would have gone out there and fucked you right up. Yeah, imagine getting beat up by Spark Plug. <laughs> <laughs> he should have done it while wearing his fucking Bob Holly Spark Plug outfit. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be <laughs> with a fucking checkered flag all over it? I get beat up by a fucking NASCAR reject. This is your finish line, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's way yeah. worse to get beat up instead of by fucking Justin Hawk Bradshaw to get beat up by shitty Dick Trickle. <laughs> well done and that's me dropping my nascar knowledge <laughs> yeah dropping loads of nascar knowledge <laughs> um but so in so his defense because he's been asked about this over the years was he was like yeah this is a business where hazing is common and it's acceptable and it's expected and kind of if you get into the business expect it and fucking deal with it pussy um and yeah, but he's he, got an old school mentality that doesn't check out anymore, dude. Right. And I don't think it checked out then. You know what I mean? Because JBL started in no. WWE. I think he started in 95 in WWE. He had played football okay. when he was younger. He wrestled in Europe. Um, he worked for Otto Vons. Because I, I, I know that. I didn't even look that up. But I, I've heard him talk about it a bunch of times. Um, Minimal time practice squad with the LA Rams or LA Raiders, I think. But God, Yeah. Um, and that's just... That aggression. It, 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 he would say stupid shit like, we want to see who's going to have your back if a riot breaks out. A riot? Um, when was the last time you heard about it? Well, I guess the 97 thing. Okay, was... so I, I actually was thinking about it earlier. I was like, okay, when was the last time WWE had a legit riot? Exactly. It would have been Little Rock in 97. <laughs> yeah. Which I would have to go back and look at my notes or listen to the episode. I'm not sure he was even on that show. Um, But okay, they had a riot. That was the first riot in WWE in probably at least 20 years, if not more. That not was not sense. Yeah, there was never a riot that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe some fans would throw some shit at the ring, but a full-on riot, people jumping the barricade trying to attack people, that never happened under Vince's watch, as far right. as I'm aware, besides that night in 97. New York was not even a very riot-prone territory. You know what I mean? It wasn't like... um. That's just a vocally rowdy crowd. Yeah, and maybe throwing but some that's shit. That's all it is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was not the kind of uh, territory where you typically had to fight your way out of there. There was the one time I think it was. Um, I talked about it on an episode before. I know Antonio Rocco was in the match. 
and um, Jerry Graham was in the match. Jerry Graham started a riot, but that was like in the 60s, like the early 60s at the Garden. And uh, Mulligan started a riot up in Boston, I want to say in the early 70s. He ended up getting stabbed. I mean, actually, it wasn't even a riot. I think he just got stabbed by a guy. He ended up getting like a couple hundred stitches. Um, but that kind of shit didn't happen much in the Northeast. It's not like the Cow Palace used to have riots all the time. Or in the South, they had them, but not up there. So what the fuck is JBL talking about? You know what I mean? He's insane, dude. He's insane. Like, if anybody, like they always talk about the locker room police, right? Like Undertaker mm-hmm. was one of those big ones. And locker room court. Right, like Undertaker was always that that figurehead in the locker room. Right, be that captain for for that will oversee everybody, make sure that your veterans are taking care of the rookies and or vice versa. Just maintain right. some kind of control. He'd definitely be that guy. Right, but it wasn't necessary. Like if anybody was going to dole out justice, it was probably going to fucking be the Undertaker. Like why did JBL feel the need to assume that role? I mean, you've made it clear, Eddie, that riots are so infrequent. We haven't had one in wrestling in, what, almost 30 years? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, people throw shit in the ring. <coughs> WCW really promoted the fuck out of that. Yeah. But there hasn't really been anything. So you're basing your hazing on a fucking thing that's not even going to happen? Right. A riot it's that's Vince like this... that called him an enforcer, maybe that just got to his head. Maybe. And maybe, maybe he sees that as the opportunity to overtake the undertaker in locker room rankings or something. I don't like know that. that that got into his head. I think it gave him a green light. You know what I mean? I think I yeah. think no, Vince gave that's yeah. the right wording. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Vince necessarily I I think JBL would have been doing it anyway, but he knew he could get away with it. You it was, know. It was, so yeah, it which was made like it promoted. Worse. Yeah. Yeah, right. And like so, encouraged. Okay, so like you said about Bubba, um he had a match with Bubba and Vince told him go out there and fuck him up and see what this kid's made of. Right. And he went out there and started stiffing the shit out of Bubba. And Bubba was a guy who was like, Bubba's from New York. He's not taking any shit. So yeah, right. Bubba let him have it back. And then an ECW original is not going to fucking take that shit. Mm-hmm. You're going to get it right back, dude. And Bubba's story was like mid-match. They both kind of realized what was going on, you know? And then they laughed about it and everything was cool. And then I think it might have been one of those things like JB, I'll never fuck with Bubba. First of all, because Bubba was a big motherfucker. Big dude. Because uh, yeah. if you if you look at his history of who he would fuck with, they were never as big as Bubba. Um, and I think it might have just been like, oh, okay, he can take it. You know, like I do understand that mentality where you're like, okay, I fucked with this guy enough. I know he can handle it. Now I'm going to move on to the next guy. Um, yeah. I mean, not that I understand it or think it's cool, but I get the thought process. You see where he was coming from. You're not promoting it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bubba's not going to sell it. You know what I mean? Bubba's not going to get pissed and fucking make a scene backstage. So like, why fuck with him? Um, The first one, the first time I became aware of it was when he uh, beat Meanie up in that brawl on the one night sandpaper view. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Or I guess I shouldn't say beat him up. I mean, Meanie was fucking standing and walked away on his own. But he fucking came in there and started hitting him, you know, like giving him legit fucking punches to the face. Didn't see it watched. coming. That was the worst part. It wasn't like he walked up to him and he was like, dude, what the fuck? And then they actually had like an altercation ahead of uh, hands being thrown. Right, right. It was like JBL just kind of came up and fucking clocked him in the mouth. He sucker punched him. and He totally uh, did. And Meany said it was over some shit that he had said about JBL online, which, JB, which Meany considered it just part of the show, you know, like, which people do all the time now. <clears throat> Like right. maybe Meanie was uh, at the beginning of that fucking wave of people bringing angles into real life on online, and it was yeah. no social media back then, really. Right. Um, and JBL just couldn't fucking handle it or whatever the fuck. 
But yeah, JBL sucker punched him and watching it, you know, I remember watching that live. It was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, why is Meany, uh busted open? You know, he looks fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it was like, like a big party in the ring. He's fucking got color. Like, what yeah, the hell? Yeah, I never heard that. He was recovering. He had su- he had uh, stitches or staples on something. JBL hit him so hard that those became undone. So I think that's where the color really came in. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Un- unless there was another instance, but it was definitely. No, I, I think that's yeah. true. I think that's what, what it was. Dick. What a dick. Yeah. And You're such a tough guy, and you have to sucker punch somebody in in a spot where you can fucking dive out of the ring, or you know, back up a little bit and get behind, to get some people between you. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. didn't do a backstage where it was just the two of them in a locker room. He did it in a big scrum like that. He was and playing the he, the heel character the entire night, even in that brawl. Hide hide behind a body or something. Yeah, it just like, wasn't necessary. In yeah. It, in it, and watching it at the time, you just you don't really think much of it. Oh, like he must have fucking you know hit hit him a little too stiff or you know whatever. But then you, then it comes out online over the next week or so that he did that shit on purpose. And it was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what kind of shit is that? Right. Um, and the meanie also said they had a match. It was him and Gilberg against uh, he. Owned, the quote I saw was only addressing JBL, but it must have been JBL and Ron Simmons. And he said that they were told beforehand they were like ap- apologized to by. Um, Ferrara, I think. I think Ferrara was like, sorry, you got to work with them. And he's like, yeah. oh, fuck. You know, what's, what's going to happen? And yeah, he said why that, are you apologizing? Like, is it yeah, safe? And, and he said they knocked Gilberg out twice during the match. Like, just beat the fuck out of Gilberg, which, like I said, Gilberg's uh, what JBL's got 120 pounds on him, 130 pounds easy. on him. Easy. Yeah, you know? easy. The guy's yeah. a joke character. Like, why are you fucking with him? Mm hmm. That means you, it's because you can? That doesn't make you cool, dude. You're a yeah, fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, just shit like that, which is, there's nothing. And then what the hell does that have to do with them getting your back in a riot? Why would, if I'm Gilbert, I'm not going to get your back in a riot because of that. Right. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know but like I mean? you said, they were given the green light to fuck with whoever they wanted to. It was openly encouraged. Yeah. And like multiple people have come out and said it's really a culture of bullies there. It's yeah. encouraged. They want you to be like that, but then they want to flaunt their be a star campaign that's way against bullying. And, you know, but here's JBL running around fucking bullying a bunch of people in the company. For no reason. For no fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah. For some um, outdated fucking carny thinking. I don't fucking know, dude. Well, okay. It's so stupid. I, um, I think I have a little bit of perspective on this that, uh, maybe you guys don't. Um, so I work in, um, I've talked about this before. I work in electrical construction, right? So it's a construction job, effectively, just building electrical stuff. Um, I think a lot, anyone listening to this who works in some kind of trade probably kind of knows what I'm talking about, where there is a certain amount of hazing and ribbing that goes on. For the most part, it's actually just, um, you might have the guys who are like, oh, we're going to fuck with you to make sure you want this enough, which is bullshit. That's complete fucking bullshit. And when I started, I've been there, I've been doing this almost 18 years. The old school guys did that. And the newer guys coming up were like, uh, they did that to us and we're not going to do it to the new guys. Um, but then there's also the little bit of like friendly hazing or friendly ribbing where they'll fuck with you a little bit. Right. So I worked for a cable company before I had my current job. My first week, someone told me to go to the warehouse and ask for the cable stretcher, right? I get to the ca- I get to the warehouse and I ask for it, and the guy goes, hey, "I think someone's fucking with you." And it was a harmless joke. I just went and asked for something that didn't exist, got laughed at, and that was the end of it. That's great, my, dude. <laughs> my 
My favorite was he told someone to go to the warehouse and ask for a box of dial tone. <laughs> Which, <laughs> no idea how he thought that shit up. Wow. But I thought that, that was awesome. so funny. Yeah, and it's just funny. It's harmless, you know, and oh, someone, someone you know, someone might blush a little bit and, you know, be embarrassed, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Um, at my current job, my first week, they told me to ask for the cable stretcher too, and I was like, nah, motherfucker, I already know that one. But they would tell you to go ask for the sky hook or shit like that. Or just like <laughs> play a fucking prank on you uh the best one i ever heard, the best one i ever heard was a guy took um baby powder and he put it in an air conditioning vent in someone's truck because the dude would always eat uh lunch in his truck and uh he turned the air he turned the air conditioner on <laughs> so when the dude started the truck up it would just blow the baby powder all over him um that's the, the harmless level that you want to reach yeah so it was one guy he actually he didn't you know what? I'm getting it wrong. He didn't do. He didn't mean to do it to the guy when he was eating lunch. He meant to do it when he drove away. Like, oh, when he starts a truck up to drive away, it's going to blow baby powder on him. No big deal. Well, Foreman sat down in that truck to eat lunch, turned the, tar- turned the truck on to turn the air conditioning on, and the baby powder blew all over him and his food. Um, oh, my gosh. So that dude. one backfired on him. So a little bit of this, like, harmless shit I get. You know, like, the worst that would have happened was somebody would have gotten baby powder in their face. Nobody would have been hurt. Right. Um, or the sky hook or the cable stretcher or whatever the fuck. But don't so I get someone physically hurt. Yeah. yeah. So there was a referee called Billy Silverman. And I'm sure, like I'm saying, I'm sure a lot of people who work in jobs like mine have been through that. And some guys go too far and some guys are just like mean spirited about it. And other guys are just like, oh, it's funny, you know, and you do it to the new guy. And it's, it's, a, and everybody laughs at the end of the day. No big deal. Um, a referee called Billy Silverman. They he JBL forced him to bring liquor on a tour and to serve it to guys on the on the bus, and that's one of those things where it's like that's not a big deal. That's just a little. I mean, that can almost be like a fun tradition. You know what I mean? The new guy serves everybody, kind of like how they make guys carry the water now. And like Leo Rush got pissed about it. Right. Um, it, it's not a big deal. But this guy they were fucking with and harassing him the whole time and like threatening to kick his ass. And it's like, okay, now it's gone too far. Now it's not cool and it's not funny. Right. And there's and there's no reason for it. Um, that's the kind of shit this guy would do. I think he almost did. on that, there was the, in, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. There's, uh, I heard about an instance. I forget if the Hardy boys were even of age at the time of this. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. He tells, tells the Hardy boys that, uh, you need, you need to each go out, get, get a six pack of beer or whatever increment buy a bunch of cans of beer and on on the drive to Charlotte, North Carolina, where the next show is, uh, I need you to throw those beer cans at road signs. One, you're in the Hardy's home state. Two, if he's not even going to supervise you, why would you even want to do that? Uh, and then when they told him that uh, they didn't do it, in theory, they're saying... I've heard that they should have just lied about it mm-hmm, and yeah. said, yeah, we totally did it. But but instead they said, no, we didn't do that. We're not going to be stupid like that. JBL gives them a, a shit treatment backstage for the next few weeks. Like, like not even say hello backstage or engage in conversation. Stupid shit like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And what's that have to do with getting his back in a riot? It all goes back to that, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no, there's no reason. Yeah, you're going to ask him to do something totally illegal, which to be fair, Jeff would love doing that now. 
but you know what I mean? He's asking him to do some shit that can get him into real trouble for no reason. <laughs> what am I really that you guys are laughing? Like I'm the only one. Am I really the only no. one who, who fucking who connected the no. dots on that one? No, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I too totally soon. I, 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 I think a bunch of listeners be like, wait a minute. Jeff would have so much fun, but yeah. <laughs> um, so another one he did was, um, which I think might be, and I'm, I'm going through my notes, so I might come up to one that's worse, but I think the worst one was he stole Justin Roberts passport when they were in the UK. Dude. Um, he, tr- he tried to get Eminem to do it, but they wouldn't do it. So he did it himself. They were in Manchester. Not and- Eminem of uh, rapping fame. Not Marshall Mathers. We're talking Joy Mercury and uh, John Morrison. John, John Morrison. Yeah. yeah, right. He tried to get or them Johnny to do it. Nitro at the time, but yeah. Yes, thank you. They said no, um, and he did it himself. So they, I mean, that's fucked up, dude, to steal a guy's passport. So awful. Yeah. So they're in Manchester. He had to fly from Manchester to London, which I don't know why he didn't just. Maybe I don't know. I don't. Maybe he needed a passport to rent a car because, like, nothing in England's far from anything. You could probably fly there faster than you could. You probably drive there faster than you could deal with the airport and uh, uh, fly. But he had to go to London to the fucking embassy to get a new passport so he could get home. Like, that's a complete. That's a fucked up thing to do. You know what I mean? That's a major. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And he doesn't make it to work. That ruins like easily half of your week trying to fix. Maybe a little less, but that's yeah. Right, you don't just walk into the into the embassy and they print a new one out. You know, that's yep. a whole it's a fucking fiasco. Like that would be fucked up, you know, and you're you're on the road longer than you need to be and all yeah, this shit. It's not so, funny. It's not funny. Like you were really fucking with somebody at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing and, funny about it. You're just being a dick. And then he got back to the he got back to TV and Vince made some remark to him about don't forget your passport. Like Vince knew JBL went and fucking told Vince he did it, and Vince thought it was funny. Which I'm surprised they didn't write it into a fucking storyline or some bullshit, dude. Like, how is that openly <laughs> encouraged? Like, exactly, it's so yeah. fucked up, dude. And that's one of those things where I think Vince, like, I don't know, like, for the most part, I've always heard that Vince would be, like, business, you know, and we're business, like, when he uh, got shit-faced at the strip club that night, like, that was really out of character for him. Yeah. But I think this was a situation where, like, he was happy to be one of the boys, you know? Well, he's also I, that old-school mentality, dude. He's an old-ass man. Fuck you know, the new guy. I'm sure... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fuck with the new guy for no reason at all. Just fuck with the new guy. As yeah. Revenge, revenge story. Justin Roberts should have gone. Like next time, uh, plays music to the ring. Please welcome complete twatwad JBL. <laughs> like, oh, that would have been great. Yeah, like his last night in the company. Something oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. What are you gonna <laughs> do to the guy? Well, it would have been kind of. That be that would have been good TV though. He does that, and then JBL fucking beats the fuck out of him when he gets to the ring. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Imagine sir. JBL walks to the ring and attacks the ring announcer like the way he did the fucking uh, Public Enemy, dude. Like start hitting him with the table. Like fuck. I mean, it would have <laughs> been cool. Him right up. Yeah, it would have been cool, but it would have been good TV. We, we would have done a watch along of that by now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been entertained. Oh yeah. Um, just a couple more. Uh, Palmer Cannon quit because of him. He he and some other guys just fucked with Palmer Cannon so much that he just went home. He just fucking he split. Fucking left. He, just, he said, "Fuck this, I'm out." He left his fucking gear in the hotel room and just went home and never came back. And that was something they did in like a hotel bar. Just in a hotel bar. So much in a hotel bar, and the dude was like, "You know what? I'm good. Fuck this." 
Yeah, and it's one of those things where Palmer Cannon could have fucking left. You know, he could have yeah. left the bar, gone to his room, but why the fuck should he be the one to have to leave? He's not the asshole. Right. You right. know? Um, so there was that, and then um, he, uh, Ivory said that he would fuck up enhancement talent for no reason, and she said in, they were in California. She didn't say where, so I don't know where. It better not have been fucking Mike Modest, but he had a match with oh. some indie guy from California, and she said he would he fucking hit him with a clothesline from hell and just like killed his ass with it. Um, and it was a dark match. Was, you know, nobody even saw it on TV. There was no reason for it. He didn't even make himself look good on TV. He just fucked a guy up on purpose, hurt him. Guy's just trying to make a living. Yeah, and this guy, is you what get, you do to him. And a clothesline from hell is a fucking rough move, too. You could hit a guy hard. He could hit his head. He could get a concussion. Yeah. Um, he could be out. You know, like, you could cost a guy a lot of money. You could, you could hurt him to where he can't work. arm easily. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can really fuck a guy. You know what I mean? Imagine doing that. Like, you just stiff the shit out of a guy, and he can't work for the next fucking two months. And right. She said he was a guy who was like a, like an indie worker, like a guy who could make somewhat of a living as an indie wrestler. So like that could have actually, you know, that could have affected the guy's livelihood for no fucking reason. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now he can't put food on the table because this guy wants to be a fucking jerk. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like I'm saying, it's like it's he's doing shit that's just mean spirited and physically hurting people like he's not doing He's not doing like funny, you know, it's stuff that's not even funny, you know. Um, he did a couple things that I think were funny, like the one where he, uh, Edge was in the shower and JBL started like rubbing Edge's ass, Cra- caressing him. Um, and I know that shit just, I, I guess that sexual harassment. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I laughed when I read that one. Um, and I know myself, <laughs> if someone did that to me, I would, I would react the exact same way as Edge. But you're still not supposed to do that, you know. And, and Steve Blackman fucked him up almost for that same thing. Well, yeah, he grabbed him. Or, him. He smacked yeah. Blackman on the ass um, a few times. They were, were they at the at the airport? Yeah. I think they were at the airport and Blackman fucking clobbered his ass. Fucked he him up. He warned him, though. He Unlike warned him. JBL not giving me a warning before he fucking clocked him, Blackman mm-hmm. warned him at least like, hey, knock it off, dude. I'm going to fucking slap the shit out of you. Yeah, exactly. And he exactly. did because yeah. he fucking kept it up. That's yeah, everything well, I hear about him. See, Blackman, he, so calm-hearted, accommodating, but there's a reason why he's the lethal weapon. If he really wants to, he will be that lethal weapon against mm-hmm. you. He's yeah. not that dude. Don't fuck but, with him. But, boy, he really took, like, he really pushed the envelope, but really took the high road when he felt that there was a proper apology made. Like, I think there are maybe... Yeah. There were multiple apology attempts, but he really found it in his heart to do so. Well, and I think that's an example of JBL thinking he could just do whatever he wants because he's the biggest guy there or one of the biggest guys there. Because everybody knew Blackman had a reputation for being a badass. You knew he was a legit fucking shoot fighter. Um, So JBL would have had to know that Blackman could probably fuck him up. He just didn't think he would. You know, he's like, I'm right. untouchable. I'm fucking JBL. You're not going to do anything to me. You know, like he thought... Yeah. He probably thought guys were more intimidated of him than they were, or some of them were anyway. And he also thought he was untouchable from an office standpoint, so he can do whatever yeah. he wants. That's the mentality of a guy like that. He basically ran Rene Dupree right out of the WWF, too. Which, to be fair, Rene Dupree was never going to make it anyway. Um, but he didn't have to be fucked with, and he, he would fucking throw homophobic slurs at him and Awful. all kinds of shit like that. Yeah, Rene Dupree didn't do anything to deserve that. He didn't need that. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah. Well, he admitted he's like, I was shy, like, and that could have come across as arrogant. So maybe that's why they were fucking with me. But dude, 
that's absolutely you not a reason push to that fuck with issue. you. Yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. the way you make a guy less shy. <laughs> exactly. You yeah, know what I mean? You you're really him, pushing him into a corner. Yeah, you don't make him more talkative by fucking, you know, harassing him constantly. Yeah, being a dick. Like, yeah. fuck, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, The other one who, so like, yeah, uh, the Bradshaw, or not the Bradshaw one, the um, Blackman one is part of like the uh, happy side of this. Uh, the other one is Joey Styles. Yeah, he had, so JBL apparently had been like out of control on a tour of Iraq, and um, he fucking dumped a bucket of ice on Lillian, which I'm surprised somebody didn't fuck him up for that, or at least get in his face. Like yeah. that's a, that's other level, dude. When you start fucking with like a 105 pound girl, you know what I mean? Right. Like that's right. not cool. And dump ice on her, like that's not that's not just doing something goofy to her or funny to her. You know, like that's fucked up. I um, mean, to be fair, nobody pulled Flair away when he's fucking helicoptering his dick at that chick on the plane. Well, JBL's no flair. <laughs> no, you're right. Somebody should have fucking stepped in there too. But um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, what the hell? It just, you'd think someone would be pissed. You know, like that's one of their people. You know what I mean? That's someone they work with. It, that's not just a, That's the difference. Yeah. That's you know a what fellow. I mean? That's a coworker. Yeah. A colleague. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You'd think like, dude, she should be off limits. Um, right. But he was just fucking with Joey Styles the whole tour, and finally, <laughs> finally Joey Joey Styles had enough of it and just fucking decked his ass, um, which I think is great, eye. dude. Because you, you look at Joey Styles like you're not thinking he's the guy that's gonna stand up to JBL when he's getting fucked with, right? But fucking clocked his ass, dude. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And it's another New York guy. They don't that, take any fucking shit. On that yep. following Raw, maybe there was a, must have been a makeup job, but uh, you could see a little bit of black eye on on him. So nice. from, a, from a fucking announcer. From an announcer. Yep. It's that ECW blood, dude. You don't fuck with it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah, totally. he didn't engage in the matches on on one night stand or whatever pay-per-views, but there's a reason why he watches. He learns shit. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, thankfully, one it seems like with. this whole element of bullying is gone. Like that whole hazing thing. It's like the dudes now yeah. aren't trying to go to strip clubs and get drunk and assault people and haze rookies. It seems like they just kind of want to hang out and play video games and have five-star matches. And, you know, they are they could give a fuck about all that bullshit, you know? They may have, a, have an occasional squabble on social media, but it seems like for the most part, at least from what I'm seeing, is all that JBL shit is a thing of the past. It's It's just outdated. There's just no place for that thinking anymore in wrestling. Well, and that's, I think that's, I hope that's happening in a lot of places. That's like, I was saying, like at my job, like I was there, like a generation before me were the guys who were like, we're not going to do this anymore. Even though yeah. it had been going on at that point for shit, 112 years, 115 years. Um, and it doesn't happen now. You know what I mean? And actually like one of the last old school guys who used to do that shit um, got fired <laughs> for it um, like a year or two ago. So like exactly. that shit kind of shit, you know what I mean? Like that shit doesn't, you're right. That doesn't fly anymore. Um, if it happens and goes unreported, which maybe it does in WWE still, you don't hear about it. I mean, things happen. Um, but yeah, like nobody's getting away with that kind of shit anymore. I'm sure now if somebody went to whoever's the head of talent relations, I don't know who that is now. It's not uh, obviously fucking um, our uh, dinosaur Ace. friend. I'm on it. Johnny Ace. Um, and it's <laughs> not a, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's not um, Canyon Seaman. Um, I don't know who it is now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, 
they're going to do something about it. You know what I mean? Now yes. something's going to happen. Um, and yeah. this is and why I think Ronaldo was really like the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, right? Like, I hope so, because they lost a fucking yeah. great talent from that, man. That guy was the best uh, commentator they'd had since JR. I agree. I fucking loved Ronaldo and the fact that he was kind of run out of town. That, that really fucking sucks. In favor of who? JBL? Like, fucking why? Yeah. Like, right. JBL, that I sucks mean, because fine. he's also a big voice that helped boost NXT. 100%. Or, and look at him when he was NXT doing the NXT and SmackDown. He was SmackDown. great in NXT. Great yeah. in NXT. When they put a yeah. camera on him while a big spot was going on, that dude was so into his fucking job. I absolutely mm-hmm. love Ronaldo, and I wish he would come back. Um, I yeah. doubt he's going to because of the culture that was there when he left. Um, unfortunately, that was the tail end of all of that hazing bullshit. Um, so... Yeah. Ronaldo was a victim of it, and that fucking sucks. But Hugh Morris was let go for similar bullshit he was pulling in NXT. Because Hugh Morris was not one of Vince's boys. Exactly. You exactly. know what I mean? Because I believe that happened before the Ronaldo shit. Yes, it did. If I remember right. Yeah, but Hugh yes, Morris was not yeah. JBL. JBL's in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? He was one right. of those guys that was considered kind of, I don't know if I want to say untouchable, but he could get away with a lot. Hugh Morris couldn't. Nope, he and was a WCW the, reject, and he was not one of Vince's boys, exactly like you said. Exactly, so he did not definite, have the green light. Exactly, there's a hierarchy there, and fucking yes. um, Hugh Morris didn't know his place in it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, before we close out, um, I just, so what I was saying, like, the shit he would do were not, like, funny ribs where nobody got hurt. Um but just, I just thought I would mention a couple really fucking funny ones where nobody got hurt that I've always just, I've always heard over the years were really kind of clever and kind of funny. Um, the greatest one of all time has got to be Owen Hart letting the fucking pigs into Vince's office, right? <laughs> You've heard that, right? Yes. Where they, they did the, the fucking uh, pig pen match with Triple H and Henry Goblin and Owen put the pigs in Vince's office. <laughs> so great. <laughs> That's good shit, pal. Oh, um, yeah. Another one that I've heard of people doing over the years is put a padlock on a guy's bag. Like if you have, say you have like a duffel bag with the two handles, put a padlock on that. Um, which if it's a duffel bag, you can still get into it, but it's gonna be a pain in the ass. It's going to be a pain um, in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of guys gluing people's boots to the ceiling or to a locker, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I've also heard of zip tying a guy's boots together. Uh, which isn't that big of a deal, but you got to come up with some scissors or something that can cut it, you know, which right. like if you're putting those on and it's getting close to showtime, you're running around looking for that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one, because when I heard of it, it was something I never, ever would have thought to do. But if you think about it, take a guy's jeans, right? When a guy's in the ring, take his jeans, tie the leg into a knot, just a regular half hitch knot and cinch that shit up. It would be hard as hell to get that knot out. You would sit oh, there for probably, yeah. you'd sit there working on that for twenty minutes getting that out, and your your jeans oh, are gonna easy. be fine. You're gonna be fine, but it's gonna be a big pain in the ass. Just and that's like a, a finger trap. It I seems think, sounds simple, but it's a bitch. Yeah, right? I heard Stone Cold mention that years ago on his podcast, saying that's like an old school rib that guys would do to each other, and I was like, dude, that's fucking funny. That's a, and it's that harmless. It's harmless and it's but it's, it's funny, harmless. you know. Yeah. yeah, that's the kind of thing you do to make everybody laugh, and the guy even dealing with it is probably gonna laugh the next day, you know. But JBO could have been doing things like this that are actually funny. Instead, he was like making people's lives miserable and fucking with them and beating people up in the ring for no reason. 
Right, exactly. Uh, one yeah. of my funniest Old ones early is them... century mentality. Ugh, no. Yeah, totally. Uh, them taking that solution that was going to take Roddy Piper's face paint off at six. <laughs> you know who so did that, right? So they had to basically like, travel with that. He he had Roddy Piper had to fly home in half blackface. Um, yeah. Do you know who did that? Uh, was it Andre? It was Arnold Scollin. Oh, Scollin that did that. Uh, Scollin did it. Yeah, he ta- he dumped it out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So Piper had to fly home from Toronto to Portland. <laughs> and the story he told was he, when he was there, he had bought some giant stuffed bear for his daughter. Yeah. And he flew first class and he bought a first class seat for the fucking bear. So like imagine the scene. You walk into first class, you get on the, you know, which which typically you come in the front of the plane and walk through first class, and you see Roddy Piper with half of his body painted black <laughs> and a giant stuffed bear and sitting a huge in the seat fucking next to him. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking see, now that's funny. That's funny. That is funny. That's. It's I mean, it is a little mean, but but it's funny. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, That's yeah exactly. And I don't have any examples, but you know who was notorious? I should. I wish I'd looked this up. You know who was notorious for ribbing guys was Fuji. Oh, Fuji was apparently a fucking nightmare. I'll try to look him up for like a later episode, just like at the beginning of the show. Mention a couple. Fuji was notorious for fucking with guys. Um, so. That's all. I wish I had more to say about Fuji. But he wasn't hazing anybody. Right? I think he, he did do some fun. shit. I think he did do some shit that might have been going too far on occasion. Oh, um, okay. But not but not JBL level. Gotcha. You know, I don't think he, he wouldn't get in the ring in a fucking brawl and, you know, uh, potato a guy till he bleeds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think. Does I, mean, that? I don't think I wouldn't do that if I were fucking Fuji's five foot eight ass anyway. Right. <laughs> I I think just in closing, and we we don't need to get into detail on this here, but pretty much JBL's behavior frowned upon. Just don't do anything that gets you kicked out of a country or banned from a country. Let's oh, just leave right. It. Let's just leave it at that. Unless that's you right, really he got want banned. Get he into got that. He got banned from Germany. <laughs> forgot about that one yeah yeah and you might be able to connect some dots but just don't push it to that level that's and that really is how bad uh it got with him but anyways unless you guys have anything else that takes care of why jbl is a bully and kids you should not be a bully to anybody what do you think of our episode do you recall any other instances that we didn't cover here Please let us know on the social media platforms, on Twitter or X or Sex or whatever the fuck it's called. Whatever the fuck they call it. Whatever Elon did to screw everything up. Uh, Instagram and threads and TikTok and you twit face and (laughs) Zoom. I don't know. Threads. uh, And whatamaneuver.net. (laughs) Whatamaneuver.net. Lemonparty.org. <laughs> Three and a half shirts on whatamaneuver.net, not lemon party. But, oh, I forgot to put but, the goddamn uh, ticker up. There. You must be so embarrassed. I know. This whole this, this is the very end of the episode. I didn't have the ticker going the whole time. <laughs> well, if you're not watching on you, yeah. YouTube, you, you couldn't tell the difference. 
Yeah, it, it was a perfect episode until this uh, behind-the-scenes thing was mentioned. Either way, please uh, <laughs> let us uh, engage with us on there. We'll continue uh, this episode conversation. And then also tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, and subscribe to our show. Uh, leave reviews, and we get recognition boosts. We keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. On behalf of Scott and Eddie, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy Buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we will see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three, stop bullying. Yes, sir. JBL, he's a dick. Von deinem Sch-